0: Hi, I'm B. Hi, I'm Audrey. This is Triple F Dodcast. The podcast where we vent about those faithful furry fucks we call our own.
1: Hi, I look a little rough. So. It's, it's okay. Here, wait. I just copy-pasted this and it didn't actually work. Okay, right.
0: Oh, my God. I've... Okay. Um, Sky- Skype brought it up. I didn't. Wait, can you? I want that to come back. How did you do that? What are you talking about? Okay, you sent me something and then Skype put it over your face. There was like a list on the screen. You want it to be over my face? Well, I could see you through it. Hit
1: the chat button and then it'll pop up on the side.
0: Oh, okay. It's not as cool, but that's fine. So hi. Hi. What's up? Anything new? <laughs> um yeah. I proposed to Lo over the weekend. She said yeah. Did she? Yeah. It was um it it came together really nicely for not having um solid plans. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you want the full story? I do. I do. I did. I was trying to
1: get, I didn't want to like text you guys. I wanted to give you guys space and enjoy your
0: moment. And I appreciate it. Um, My God mom texted me after, you know, I texted her to tell her. And then she was like, I tried to call you, but it went straight to voicemail. So I guess that means this moment is just for the two of you. And I was like, well, yes, but also we were out in the middle of the desert Um, Yeah, there's like no service. Yeah, we were three and a half um, hours from civilization, so I could send text messages via Wi-Fi and that was it. Here, wait, give me the full story, but I'm going to take... Oh, shit. Sherlock
1: is having like major problems Uh today. Like stomach problems. Thank God I have this balcony. He's just shitting on the balcony? Yeah. I feel so bad. He's had major stomach problems today. What did you give him? I gave him this um, little chew, and he'd had a different flavor of it before, and he didn't have any problems, so I got him a different flavor, and I gave it to him last night, elk flavor, and it obviously did not sit well with him.
0: No. Well, I hope he feels better soon. You have yeah. any pumpkin or anything to give him? Um, n- no.
1: Oh, yeah, I have pumpkin. I do, actually. Um, but yeah, he just took a big old shit on the patio. <laughs> well, But this morning I could tell, like, I was getting ready to go out to, like, take him out, and I could tell he couldn't wait any longer. Like, you know, like, when you see, like, they're getting super just, like, anxious and, like, yeah. really wanting to go outside. Yeah. And obviously, like, I don't have the luxury of, like, having a backyard. Right. Are you done, sweetie? So... Are you is that it? That was a nice poop. Okay, good boy. Thank you for letting me know.
0: Do you want to see his poop? <laughs> yes, I do want to see his poop. Look, there it is. Wow, <laughs> a little turd on them. <laughs>
1: oh, and he just threw up. Okay, here we go. Oh, baby
0: boy. Okay. Oh, sweet angel.
1: Oh my God, you just throw up on your face.
0: Did he, okay. has he? Is this the first time he's thrown
1: up? Yes. All right. He did well. not throw up this morning. Okay, so let's Okay, sorry to pause from your beautiful engagement story. <laughs> I need to pick up my dog's vomit.
0: Go ahead. Can you still hear me? I can. Can you still hear me? Yeah, that's amazing. You can just walk around your house while we record this oh podcast. My, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, Apple, good work. Sponsor us. Let's get everyone <laughs> AirPods. Um, okay, so while you're cleaning up your dog's vomit, I'll finish telling you the story about how I proposed to my girlfriend. Okay, yes. We drove out to the desert so that we could um stargaze and hike and that kind of stuff. So um, what where did you went to obviously like this special desert where there was like, like
1: these beautiful sculptures?
0: No, see, now this is gonna be the part of this story that comes back and bites me in the ass year after year after year. But I didn't know those giant sculptures were there. Oh my god. So like we got to the hotel. Because that seems
1: like such a you thing I
0: to kn- like I know. Do. And and Lo has, my fiance has like a, a weird obsession with like large freestanding art installations and in like public parks and stuff like that. So no, I had no idea these things were here. But we saw a couple of them on the way because we were driving on like a highway for 100 miles, basically. We saw a couple of them on the way and we were like, wow, that's really cool. Let's stop and look. Uh, when we get back, and it ended up being that artist. Um, and there was 130 of them. Holy shit! Yeah, and uh, so the woman at the front desk when we checked into the hotel was like, "Here's a couple things to do in the area," um, and she was like, "There's these really cool sculptures here, and the biggest sculpture um, spans the road, like it goes onto both sides of the road." And she was like, "It's super beautiful at sunset," and I was like, "Okay, well, great. Like, I found the spot. Thanks, concierge." <laughs> Oh my god. I was going to find something nice and that anyway. That was the dragon. That was the dragon. So we woke up Saturday morning. We went to yoga. We went oh swimming. God. We got a massage. Oh my and gosh, nice. and then um I started getting like really 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 nervous as the day went oh. on. Yeah. Um, like nauseous nervous. Yeah. And oh my god so then we were it's
1: like so crazy because like you guys have been with each other for nine years i know (laughs) and you still like it's still crazy like how it would make you
0: nervous well yeah because i wanted it to to pull off well you know i wanted it to i didn't want i didn't want it to be like a bumble butt sort of um approach to a proposal so but it, it ended up going you know we timed it correctly so that the sun was setting that we got there and then okay so you got the sunset yeah we got the sunset <clears throat> and um it was kind of like okay I knew the sunset at seven twenty-seven p.m but there was a, oh my God. <laughs> there was a mountain range so we were driving it was like 6 30 or something we were driving we were going to get dinner and then go watch the sunset but I realized we were going to miss the sunset if we went and got dinner because uh-huh. of the because of the mountain range so we just drove straight to the um to the dragon and um parked and got out and um went to walk over to it and like take some photos and enjoy the scenery. Um and I had the ring box in my pocket, but is a big ring box because I had to fit four rings yeah, in it, right? So it was a yeah. big it was a big ring box and it was in my pocket and like, you know, like Lo is gonna like touch my butt. You know, so it was like I, I held her hands like really, really tightly so that she wouldn't like, I couldn't let yeah, her like, see the back yeah. of me because either she would like touch my pocket and she would feel it or if she like saw my... It was like, in your, oh yeah, it was in your back pocket. It was in my back pocket. Um, we killed like 10 minutes maybe and then finally the sun started setting. We walked like out a little bit so that we could like look at the dragon while the sun was setting and then I said my little speech um and i got down on one knee and while i was in the middle of my little speech um i could tell from her face that she knew what i was doing yeah yeah that was kind of relieving because it was um what what was her face like well i don't know i don't know how to explain it but like you know i can i can look in her eyes and know what she's thinking most of the time yeah and you know, I just like I, she knew. Like yeah, she I saw it in her knew. eyes. She was like, "Here it comes." Um, oh I don't know if she like looked to the side a little bit or smiled or whatever it was, but I knew she knew. Uh, but you know, which was kind of kind of helped me because I was really super nervous. And yeah. so the fact that I knew she knew, I was like, "Okay, well, I can I can finish this process." So I got down on one knee and I asked her if she would marry me. Um, and she sobbed, which was exciting because she never yeah. never cries ever. Really? Never. She cries once a year. I don't, <laughs> I don't know I cry I cry every single day I'm, very, I'm yeah, highly I'm very emotional, emotional so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so she she gave me like a little sob it was cute she said yes um and then were she, you guys alone in the, where the sculptures were d- dead fucking al- there was no one around I loved it I mean no, that was my okay. big thing was I didn't want to do it in front of people I wanted it to be a very yeah pri- I don't like that yeah. yeah I wanted it to be a private moment there was no one around thank god um I had kind of had in the oh, back of my, my head oh that if we got to the location and there was people there, I would try to find another location. Sherlock, please, I'm trying to share a special moment. Um, so yeah, and then she said, "I'm so proud of you. You did such a good job." I said, oh thank my God! You. Lauren,
1: our cheerleader.
0: <laughs> I said thank you. It was really hard to pull off. Um, she like good job. Yeah. She said she knew I'm it was coming. She knew it was coming, yeah. she knew before we even left for the trip, um because you know it was really? we were going, yeah, we were going on a romantic vacation, just the two of us we've never really gotten to do that before yes yeah, we've true. we've always had some sort of responsibilities that have kept us um from doing that, and so it was the yeah. first time we went somewhere we'd never been before, just the two of us to just drink and be merry and be together, you know, and that's I guess that's the whole story um How I love longer.
1: What night did you propose on? The first night or second night? No,
0: I proposed it on eight eighteen eighteen.
1: Yeah, my birthday. Yeah,
0: your birthday. Um, So was that the first
1: what what day thanks. What day did you get there? We
0: got there Friday night. So yeah, it was it was the end of the first day there. there. Yeah, it was the second night we were there. It was the end of the first like full day we we spent there. And um, I was really like I'm glad I did it on Saturday because then I was able to enjoy Sunday. Yeah. I I don't think And then what day did you leave? We left um middle of the day on Monday. Okay. So we had two mm. full two full days at the resort.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, nice. it was nice. I, I mean about
0: place. Um well I I knew I wanted to see the stars. Like we were going into the desert in the summer where the Milky Way is above you, and I wanted to I wanted to take her out to see the stars because she's lived in California for five years now and has never really gotten to go out into the desert and see the night sky yeah. without all the light pollution. So um I found this... In normal pollution. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I knew we wanted to go out into the desert, um, and she's been to Palm Springs a couple times, so I wanted to go somewhere different. I just Googled. I looked I looked for good stargazing. Um, this town that we stayed in is a little... They call it a village. It's so small. It's called Borrego Springs, and it's inside the middle of Anza Borrego State Park. And basically, it's got um, an up lighting ban, which is like all lamps and, and lights have to have a dome over the top of them. So the light is cast down. Oh. Um, so th- they are not adding to the light pollution problem or anything like that. And then the resort that we got, it was this crazy place. It was, first of all, deserted because the end of August is not the peak season for traveling uh, to the desert. Yeah,
1: no kidding. People are not going to the desert then.
0: It was like 110 degrees every single day we were there, which we loved. Um, but that's not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, but (laughs) so it was like dead quiet. There was like no one in the hotel and all of the pools were 24 hours. So yeah, I saw some posts about going to the pool. Yeah. Night swimming. So we were, we could lay, you could float on the water and look up at the sky and, um, see all the millions and millions of stars above you. So it was like so beautiful. Um, yeah, I just googled and I, I picked a resort that had five star reviews.
1: <laughs> well that was pretty easy.
0: Yeah, and it ended up having um, giant metal sculptures, so that was convenient. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. Hey, tie that shit bag away from the microphone, huh? Oh shoot, sorry. It's okay.
1: <laughs>
0: oh god. Okay, now I have to scrub the concrete outside. Wow, this is um an interactive episode of left. <laughs> yeah, this is an
1: interactive <laughs> episode for sure. Oh my god, Sherlock.
0: So that was my proposal story. Do you want to talk about Sherlock Sherlock's shit now? We could do that. Um that's you know
1: Well, I am so happy for you guys. I was literally refreshing my Instagram feed <laughs> every hour, waiting. I was like it's gonna happen I was like it's gonna happen I was like I was refreshing Instagram and then I was going on both your private and personal accounts like
0: refreshing like okay when is it happening happened at about um 7 p.m on August 18th 2018 Pacific Standard Time Uh, my birthday perfect yeah your birthday how was your birthday I didn't
1: realize until funny enough Oh, it was good. But no, funny, I didn't realize until Lauren wrote it, 1818, 18, that it was my golden birthday.
0: What does that mean, a golden birthday?
1: It means that your the date of your birthday is the same as the the year, 1818.
0: 18. So I have to wait until 2022? Yeah. Okay. Or 2102? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'll make it. I'm <laughs> Okay, hang on. Now I need. To, I need to. I'll be right back. Okay. Hi. What are you doing? I had to really quickly eat a chicken nugget because <laughs> my my, tu- my tummy was growling, and I was afraid the mic would pick it up. So I just went and like, like a full chicken nugget right down. Okay. Um. So we've talked about personal things for twenty minutes. Oh, wonderful. And that's fine. I'll edit some of it down, but. We were going to talk about dog parks today, which is good because I literally just got back from a dog park.
1: Oh, did you? hmm Yeah. Dog parks are kind of controversial, I guess.
0: A touchy subject. A touchy subject.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very touchy. So, I mean, the thing is, there's, very, there's good in dog parks. There is good. But I see
0: more bad. I think it's more likely you'll have... Or I should say, for a lot of people and a lot of dogs, the, um, cons outweigh the pros. It's, it's, yeah, yeah it's, you're not gonna, the risk isn't worth it to get those good benefits. Mm-hmm. So pros and cons, maybe that's the, the way to do it. Um, what are some of the pros of a dog park? Well, it's convenient. <laughs> it is convenient. Um, actually for my dogs, like, uh, or I should say my dog park is like a four minute drive from my house and nobody at the dog park expects you to like look good. So you can literally just throw your dogs in the car in your pajamas and go to the dog park and no one's going to give a shit. And so that's, that is convenient.
1: Yeah. I mean, I literally have a dog park attached to my apartment building. So lucky.
0: How is it like, is it, is it fake grass? It's gravel. Oh. It's like small gravel? Yes. It doesn't bother their feet? No, it doesn't. It's not like... It's it's soft
1: gravel. It's not like rough on the outside at all. Like, it's softer. It's more like... I don't know how to describe it. It's okay. It's like I'll do some
0: research. Soft pebbles. Oh, okay. Because um, I want to I put gravel in my backyard. Because... There's just no reason no. to try to maintain grass in Southern California. No. But I've been well, worried about gravel, the feet.
1: We had gravel in my parents' backyard, and it never bothered Sherlock. That's, that's
0: true. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So um, dog parks are convenient. Okay. So, okay, so you're getting gravel. Okay. Um, <laughs> we made an outline today so that we would be better about staying on yeah. track. But,
1: um, So they're convenient, right? Um, it's an easy way to exercise your dog because you can go there and your dog can run around for 20 minutes of just running and playing that burns off a decent amount of energy more than walking around the block
0: yes literally i would say um the for my dogs and many of the dogs i've worked with the dog park is um effective in half the time of a walk if I do 30 minutes at the dog park that's comparable to an hour on the walk and I understand it because on the walk your dog doesn't get to make a lot of like autonomous decisions they have to just walk with you and sniff what they can on the walk or at the dog park the dog gets to choose run walk sniff dig they get to decide where to go they get to socialize so there's a lot of um it's easier to exercise them we did 15 minutes at the park today that was it. I did 15 minutes, and my dogs were, like, flat on the ground in the shade, uh, drooling on themselves. And I was like, all right, great, let's go.
1: Yeah, that's great. That is great. And then I think, I mean, for me, the other thing I can think of that's great is just, you know, socialization is something you always have to keep up with.
0: Yeah. I mean... If you stop socializing, your dog will stop being social. Yeah, and you can lose it. So it's a great way to keep your dog social.
1: And also, I feel like as a person, it's fun to meet dog parents too. And you can potentially make friends with, you know, you already have like a common like bond and interest.
0: That's true. I generally don't um, interact with people at dog parks because I have <laughs> my own personal hangups when it comes to... I have a hard time listening to people... Um, Uh, anthropomorphize or maybe, like, inaccurately read their dog's behavior or intentions. And I I don't want to be that person that's like, um, actually, I'm a dog trainer and, and, like, I don't want to put myself in those situations because sometimes I feel like I have a moral obligation to tell someone when they're wrong but I yeah, also know true. that I would I would be so pissed off if someone came up to me at the dog park and told me I was doing something wrong so yeah. I tend to keep to myself at the dog park and I know that bothers people sometimes because they try to engage um, but I do tend to avoid it yeah socialization for me is the most um, important reason I go to the dog park I think we mentioned this. In another episode, but I don't let my dogs uh, socialize on the walk. I don't let my dogs socialize with other dogs if they're on a leash. Mm. Uh, I keep the socialization for off-leash spaces like the dog park or my dad's house where we have a total of five dogs between the two of us. Oh, my God. I, I do socialize my dogs um, at the dog park because I don't let them socialize on a leash. My dogs are shitty w- when they're on a leash. They're more likely to be reactive yeah. on a leash. So I save it, the, save it for the dog park. But yeah,
1: but that's common is, I mean, so many dogs suffer from on-leash aggression, so that's not surprising. Eat that chicken nugget. <laughs> Eat it. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, I'm eating it. Get that chicken nugget from it. looks so good. It's Jack in the Box chicken strips. I got them in Temecula yesterday. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Temecula, <a> <laughs> Yeah. Temecula is like the first like big city you hit driving out of the desert. my god all right now i can edit out all of my chew sounds and yeah i mean i really didn't hear it um do you have any other pros for dog park i think i think it's um i think the dog park is a slightly more rounded energy burning experience Mm -hmm. where like because your dog has needs that are more than just did he walk for 45 minutes today? You know, it's also social and um, playtime and sniffing and all of those different things that kind of need to go into um, creating a happy, well stimulated dog. I think the dog park is a easier package um, to get all of that in one go. It's definitely not the only way to do it. But I, I do think that's one of one of the benefits because like I said, my dogs um need half the amount of time they need at the dog park than they do on a leash walk. And I don't really think they're I mean they they do run, but they also do a lot of like laying down and and slow walking at the dog park. Um but they're mm-hmm. still more tired, I think, just because there's so much more stimuli. The smells at the dog park change every single day. The dogs at the dog park change every single day. Yeah. And so that is um just kind of like a greater exposure to that sort of stuff. I mean, I think there's ways to to um recreate that walking as well you just walk in different neighborhoods you know but um I guess that's that would be the last pro (laughs) I don't think there's a ton of pros (laughs) have you seen those BuzzFeed videos where the owner
1: lets their dog drag them wherever they want you're like oh like let my dog walk me and see where I end up and they like ended up in a place they had never been to before but like that's where the dog took her
0: I mean it's cute cute I mean, you know, if I followed Spooky where she pulled, um, I would be standing in the middle of an intersection. We have this we have this one intersection that we walk past and we have to walk past this intersection, whether we, you know, whichever one of the six different paths I choose to take them. Uh, We have to walk past this one intersection and it's like we walk down the street and then we turn right. Every time I go to turn right, Spooky literally dives off of the curb going left to like run out into the middle of the intersection. I don't know why she does it. I my pick God. her up like with the leash every time cuz she tries to jump off this big tall curb. I, I catch her oh with the my leash and drag her back on the sidewalk every single time she does it. I don't I don't I don't know where she's going. <laughs> so, no, I don't I don't <laughs> always think it's um advisable to let your dog lead you. Also, it's a really 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 good way to teach your dog how to pull. Okay, yeah. let's get back on dog parks. Okay, so cons. Okay. Um, hover, think, hover parents. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's so many instances where I am walking by a dog park and two dogs are playing super nicely together, like wrestling, and there's, like, five people standing, like, in, like, a circle around them, like, very close. And I'm like, ooh, Like that stresses me out. Well, and
0: it stresses the dog out. Exactly.
1: I'm like, I'm like, don't put that energy onto that or just like people who just like constantly follow their dogs and stand directly over them when they're playing. I'm like, whoa.
0: And like reach down and touch their dog while it's playing. That's such a good way to make your dog feel claustrophobic and restrained. I can't even. It's very, very bad. Um, And then there's also the total flip side of that, which is the people who come into the dog park and sit down and look at their phone and don't even keep track of their dog at all, and there'll be two dogs, and they're always, like, big, beefy, like, lab boxer pit type of dogs, and they're, like, wrestling, and they're playing really, really hard, and it's loud, and it sounds kind of scary, and probably the dogs are fine. It might just be their play style, but the owner doesn't even care. He so believes, oh, that's just how my dog plays, that he doesn't even pretend to be concerned. Like mm-hmm. you should at least have eyes on your dogs. If your dog is going yeah. to if your dog is going to sound like that, if your dog is growly and snarly when they play, there is a difference between growling and play growling, but it takes some time to learn the difference between those two types of growls. And other people don't know your dog's play growl. So you need to stand there and be like, I I know he's loud. This is just kind of how he plays. And if the person's uncomfortable with it, you take your dog away. But some parents just don't, there has to be like a, a happy medium between hovering and entirely ignoring your dog when you're at the dog park.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is because You don't have to do anything when you're at the dog park. People zone out. And so you get like people who are either hovering and creating like bad energy and like stress or people who are just totally like not paying attention and their dogs are running a fucking muck. Yeah. Why is it always the people who don't
0: pay attention who have bad dogs? I think a lot of times people who have bad dogs don't pay attention because they're tired of people giving them shit. And I also think it it has to do with um, the kinds of people like when you first start taking your dog to a dog park, you have to really closely monitor their behavior and teach your dog what is and isn't appropriate socialization behavior. These kinds of people get in and ditch their dog because they think it's free daycare. They just never go and teach their dog that you're playing too rough. And when I call you, you need to come back and that sort of stuff. It's just it's a it's an education issue. Yeah, it's frustrating.
1: I mean, I personally I don't I don't go to the dog park. Why don't you go to the dog park?
0: Mainly because I don't trust anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Um, I will say that I only go to the dog park when there's very few people there. And I'm the first person to leave if I don't like the vibe. Um, It's part of the reason we left pretty shortly today was we went to the dog park in La Crescenta, which I haven't taken the dogs to since I lived there. And because we were picking them up, picking them up from my dad's house. Um, And... You know, there was like four middle-aged women who all were like there with their dog and they were all like standing in a circle talking about their dogs and we walked in and they all just got quiet and looked at us. And they were just like watching our dogs and judging like every little movement our dogs made. And it became very apparent very quickly that these are a group of people who go to the dog park every day at the same time. Um, And they know each other and their dogs are a little pack and that's not a good environment for socialization to put their five dogs against my two dogs. None of these dogs know how to interact. I don't know what kinds of things these people are comfortable with. Um, And also... Now I sound like a person who doesn't want to go to dog parks. Also, uh, the logger said a dog park, the big dog side was closed. And so there's one side right now, big and small. I and mean, It was fine because all the dogs in there were big. The smallest dog was spooky. But um, I really, really cannot mix big and small dogs. Freya can't play with little dogs. And so also, like, I'll be in the dog park on the big dog side. And someone will bring their two small dogs in because, quote, unquote, they like to play with big dogs. And I was like, well, great. Mm -hmm. My big dog can't tell the difference between a chihuahua running and a rabbit running. And she's not going to be able Freya's not going to be able to tell the difference until she gets a hold of it. She's going to chase it like she'd chase a rabbit and then realize it was a dog after she already um, potentially hurt the dog. And so I don't, I don't do the little dogs with my big dog thing. I threw a rock yesterday in the backyard and she she chased it and (laughs) fetched it. So, you know.
1: I mean, yeah, the other thing is I know my dog and I can, I know what works for him and what doesn't work for him. And so I'm not going to put him in a situation where I'm setting him up for failure, basically. Right. Because that's not fair, because then I'm going to have a negative experience and then I'm going to be frustrated with him, even though it was my fault.
0: Yeah. and that's So for
1: him, I know that. He likes, if we go to the dog park, small dog side only, mm-hmm. but he doesn't like Frenchies.
0: <gasps> he thinks they're ugly.
1: No, because they come off as very aggressive because the way oh, they the stand yeah. and the way they stare at Sherlock, he takes it as like very like, he, he interprets it as aggression. And he like is like ready to like stand off with them, even though they just want to
0: play. I think French bulldogs are cute. They but are cute. The smashed face Sherlock does... Sherlock didn't say
1: he wasn't cute.
0: <laughs> no, but I... Sherlock,
1: um, Sherlock thinks they're mean.
0: As as someone who, run, who ran puppy socialization classes for many, many years, um, bulldogs do sometimes have a harder time integrating because um, other dogs kind of don't uh, know how to read the face. Like, if you're talking yes. about Sherlock, who grew up with corgis that all looked identical, and they have... Um, You know, pointy ears and long noses. He meets a dog with a flat face or with floppy ears, and to him, it's like learning like a new accent of the same language. It's like the dog does doggy things, but he looks and sounds a little bit different. Um, And also, bulldogs tend to play very snarly. Um, They tend to be like very. all the time (laughs) and so um sometimes dogs get nervous about those sounds too um freya doesn't like huskies which is funny because we have spooky who's essentially yeah. a, mini husky. Like a mini husky but Freya's experience was that I put her in a lot of situations when she was younger where she had to play with full-size huskies and they are very rambunctious and they jump around and um, move very very fast and she's afraid of them she was just afraid of it and so she learned to type um, huskies and now when they come into the dog park she avoids them because she's afraid they're going to play too rough and so now yeah. you know my dog is a prejudice um, <laughs> because I put her in situations when she was young that she wasn't right. She wasn't too keen on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: so I know if we go, if we go to the dog park, it has to be the small dog side. And the dog park next to me is mixed dogs. So I'm like, there's no point in me risking it because we have so many large dogs in the neighborhood. And then the other dog park we have, what separates the small dog side from the large dog side is just a chain link fence. Which really triggers him because then he'll just herd along yeah. the fence all the big dogs playing on the opposite. That's side. That's like
0: the Santa dog park,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, Freya so used to chase small of, dogs up and down. Yeah,
1: so instead of just playing with the small dogs, he becomes totally obsessed with the wall. Right, like, sounds like Game of Thrones, like the guard of the wall like <laughs> guarding the wall. Oh my god! Yeah, Freya and, used to do like that
0: a, chasing thing too. Yes, my yeah, my dog park here. Um, is, my fa- is my favorite dog park I've ever taken the dogs to. Um, it's kind of like half grass, half dirt. It's better than the zoo drive dog park is all dirt and uh, like soft dirt. So your dog leaves like dirty. Um, so this one's half grass, half dirt. So it's not too bad on mud and stuff. And it's huge, but it's not as big as like the Mulholland Drive dog park, which is so big you can lose your dog in it. God. We went and visited um, a friend of ours when we went to New Jersey for um, – Christmas uh we went and visited a friend of ours and we she took us to her dog park and it was I mean it was like a two eight like a fenced in two acre grass field and like because she would tell us stories and she would be like well yeah sometimes like I don't like when Boris goes where I can't see him and we were like "Uh, okay like I've never been in a dog park where you just flat out can't see your see your your dog and this dog park was like that which is cool because the bigger the dog park the less likely there is to be a um claustrophobia induced incident Mm -hmm. but also so big that it's likely people can't call their dog back if there is an incident and if your dog gets in a scuffle with another dog and they're a hundred yards away from you what the fuck are you supposed to do yeah blow an air horn like there's like no solution to that um so i like the dog park we have the big dog and the small dog side are separated by a parking lot which is ideal um and the big, big dog side is just massive but i do go on the off hours and i i leave Um, if I need to. So I would say that I'm not like a dog park fan, um, but I utilize its, its services once in a while in very careful, um, careful ways.
1: Yeah. And I feel like I would say the same goes for like a dog beach. Yeah. It's like, I'm very cautious. Yeah. And I do keep him, I've learned to keep him on a leash at the dog beach.
0: Is he okay on a leash? Like he doesn't have any reactivity? Um,
1: It depends on the dog. Like I said, Frenchies do like that stance because I just think Frenchies have just like a different way of communicating. Yeah. Um, He doesn't understand it. And so if a dog looks at him in a way, like in an aggressive quote unquote way, he reacts or if a dog reacts to him, he reacts back. Right. Okay. But for the most part, he'll either walk by or if he's interested, he'll go over and sniff them. And if he likes them, he'll play with them
0: he has to determine um yeah yeah, my dogs don't play with many dogs they don't play with dogs at the dog park they sniff them and sometimes they like jog around with them but they don't like wrestle play with anybody but um each other although that kind of that kind of brings me to like what I used to recommend to people particularly like I don't know what your dog park is like. I live in Los Angeles, so every dog park is just eighty percent pit bulls. But um, there is a little, there's a little bit of a movement among pit bull owners to not take their dogs to the dog park, just because it's, it's always going to be blamed on the pit, even if it was both dogs' fault, um, and. It just conti- because pits are really like tough um, physically and, and very muscular and heavy and throw themselves around and they play with a lot of teeth and they tend to growl and all of these things. These are just the play style of, of those kinds of dogs. Um, it kind of like adds to the bad reputation because somebody with like a really small or like a gentle play style dog, whether it's a big dog or a small dog, um, their dog's probably not going to get along with the the pits play style. And so there was this movement to only um, let pit bulls if you were a pit bull owner only to um, let them play with other pit bulls owned, you know, in the neighborhood. Um, and so there was like these groups that would form that'd be like four or five people who had pit bulls of a similar age and they each, they all had backyards or three of them had backyards or whatever and they would schedule play dates. And so that once a week their dog got to go get the dog park experience, but in the safety of a backyard where the people can all kind of agree on how yeah. we're gonna deal with situations. I actually think that's a good system for all breeds. And in the, like the past couple years, Um, that I'd been training, that's what I started to tell people when they asked about the dog park. Because we would have puppy socialization classes at the store, so they would know which dogs their dogs got along with. And I would always tell them, like, please exchange numbers and have playdates. And I feel like that's been the most successful um, way to provide your dog what they need without all the risks of a dog park. You don't even know, you don't even know if the dogs in the dog park are vaccinated. You don't even have confirmation that the dog is spayed and neutered. Like, there's so many reasons the dog park can be um, challenging, you know, that if you can, if you are lucky enough to find a dog in your neighborhood that your dog really likes, you really ought to exchange phone numbers with that person and get your socialization and playtime in through that dog in that situation. It's just so much safer.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, but you know, that's when it's tough being in New York when you don't have the luxury of having like that extra space. This is what you have.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so um, we're getting a little long, and I'll do some editing. But what I really want to do before we uh, sign off today is see if we can talk about, like, if you have horror uh, stories or like your worst dog park experiences. Um, I want to I want to touch on a couple of those. Do you have any? My worst dog. Park do you experience? have Do you have one before you stopped going to dog parks? Like the worst um, person you encountered or the worst situation you ended up in. You know, I don't think I really went to
1: enough to experience something that bad. I Sherlock would get involved in like little scuffles and so I would just fucking leave.
0: I have so many.
1: Oh god. Okay. Yeah, Sherlock, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you some of my stories. Okay, let's hear them. On. Uh, one time I was at the dog park. This was the Pasadena dog park. And um there was a woman walking around the dog park with like a like a like a plastic grocery bag, and there was something in it. And I saw her just walking around, and she and the dogs were like coming up to her, and she would reach in the bag and she would pull out a milk bone, and it was the big milk bones. It was the ones that are like eight inches long and really thick, the big crunchy biscuits. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. she, had a, she had a bag full of them, not even in a box, it was just like a bag of loose biscuits, and she's walking around the park just handing them to any dog that comes up to her and I, I eventually and this was always like my favorite move I was such like a a, I I was so shitty when I was um <laughs> 21 and had a dog but I would just go up to her and I'd be like did you just give this to my dog she's allergic to it I'm gonna send you the vet bill <laughs> and she just like looked at me like a, a ghost and I realized that she didn't speak a lot of English um and I just like I was like, you can't, you know, I was trying to explain to her. I was like, you can't just feed dogs in the dog park. It's dangerous. You can't hand food. One, you can't hand food to a stranger's dog. You don't know what that dog's issues are.
1: food isn't allowed in dog parks. Two,
0: food's not allowed in dog parks. Three, even if you did bring food into the dog park and you were sneaking your dog treats, you don't do it in front of other dogs and you don't bring eight inch long biscuits that the dog then has to lay down with and guard while he's eating it. So this woman came into the dog park and she passed out like... 10 biscuits and these dogs just sprint to random corners of the dog park to like try to eat their biscuit and growl and snap at any other dog that comes up and I told her I said you can't be doing this is it which you know which dog is yours she didn't even own a dog she just came to a dog she went and bought biscuits and then came to a dog park to interact with dogs she thought you could go to a dog park and feed biscuits like you go to a lake and feed ducks Oh, my God. That's another rule, though. You're not allowed in the dog park if you don't have a dog. No. And th- that is one of many of my, my dog park so horror stories. Is includes random people coming into the dog park. And if they, if someone walks into the dog park and they don't have a dog, I leash up my dogs immediately and I get out of there.
1: Yeah, they could steal your a dog.
0: Okay, so Pasadena Dog Park. This is back when I did a lot of pet sitting. Now, I will say that's actually a, a con of the dog park is dog walkers who yeah. bring like 10 dogs and there's only one person to look over them. Um, But I would dog sit and I would always bring um, somebody to help me. Usually the ratio is one human per three dogs at the dog park. And I tried to stick to that. I'd bring someone to help me. But we had uh, a big golden retriever with us. And um, he was very good at playing and very sweet. He was running around the dog park playing with everybody. I was keeping an eye on him. He was like one and a half years old, I think. And somebody showed up to the dog park with like a big old van and let out of the van five golden retrievers. Oh, my God. (laughs) obviously the golden retriever i was watching was like cousins and like ran right over there and was just like wrestling with them and like running around with all the golden retrievers and i swear to god audrey i could not tell which one was mine this finnegan yes it was finnegan and that was the thing is like i can tell freya out of a r- yeah. group of german shepherds i oh, can tell no, spooky out of a can. group of plique, huh? you know that's easy peasy <laughs> but i don't know like i don't know finnegan's face well enough to pick him out of Five other golden retrievers that are all the same same fucking shade of gold. It wasn't. It wasn't even like some red ones, some cream ones. It was all golden golden retrievers. And I was standing there like, I looked at Lo and I was like, "What color was his collar? What color was his collar? I don't even know what color his collar was." I was so. I was like yelling his name, and he wasn't coming to me. And I was like, "I don't know which one Finnegan is." That is so. Um. And so eventually, I. Eventually I had to wade into the sea of golden retrievers and just like discreetly check all of their collars. And obviously when I got over there, Finnegan was like, hi, because he knows me, you know, and I grabbed him. I was like, we're going (laughs) home before they accidentally take you home and I lose a golden (laughs) retriever. Imagine like getting home and this guy's like, "Wait,
1: there's an extra golden retriever." I
0: and I feel like it would be likely though when you have five, they move. Maybe in a that's herd. how he acquired so many. <laughs> he just goes to dog park. It's Slowly. like a, the the gravity of his batch of of golden retrievers pulls other golden retrievers in to orbit. It's just yeah. one one giant um, mob that works together. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what are some of my other dog park experiences? I've I've done a backflip at the dog park. What? Um, yeah, I, I, that thing where you—this was at the Zoo Drive Dog Park. Was so thank God the dirt was soft. I hit the ground and it didn't hurt. But where like three big dogs are hauling ass full speed and they hit the back of your legs. Oh my god! Yeah, I did a backflip. Oh god. It was wild. I didn't. Even, I didn't even know what happened. <laughs> I was all by myself too, so I didn't like have anyone to see it. Um, except for all the other oh people god. in the dog park who were like. <gasps> I was like, I'm fine. (laughs) Like the wind all knocked out of me. I'm fine. It was was a good one.
1: Oh my goodness gracious.
0: I don't know. I mean, like what about like puppy playtime was kind of like baby dog park. Um, It was a little room that we would put a bunch of puppies that were, you know, five months and under in and and try to teach them how to play. Do you have any good puppy playtime? I
1: think, well, I remember the one that I still think about was, um, you know, puppy playtime we had rules that only everyone had to stay seated and no yes. one was allowed to interact and touch the dogs
0: no hover parents we we exactly. banned hover
1: parents from exactly play which is why it worked and we were the moderators basically and I remember there was this one client and they had two Havanese puppies and they had two little kids they hit someone else's dog and I just straight up was like this is my classroom you do not touch anyone else's dog in here I was so mad at them I wanted to smack them in the face.
0: Kids were rough. I mean we could we could do actually we should do an episode on kids and dogs. I
1: woke Sherlock up when I made the slabs down. You're gonna make
0: him you're gonna make him poop again. He was finally getting some rest. I remember that. I remember
1: being so pissed at those kids. I mean, I remember I remember not letting someone in and then they sent you like a long ass email. About yeah. how rude and disrespectful I was. Because yeah. a dog that was over the age limit showed up to a puppy. so A five-year-old dog showed up to a puppy socialization class. And when I said no, they lost Well, it. also, like, a lot and of times. like
0: You <laughs> said, don't go to this. And then they went. Yeah, I said, come to mine. Yeah. And I will maybe give you a free pass to bring that dog in here. Um, I, and also, but people all the time, like. You'd ask them, okay, how old is you? They're like, I need, you know, socialization or whatever. How old is your puppy? And they say three months. And then they would bring the dog in. The dog was three years old. And you were like, I thought you said the puppy was three months. And they were like, yeah, three months. Oh, oh, no, 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 three years. And I was like, okay, well, three months and three years are significantly different from each other. Like, those are not. And people would also do that too. Like, they would <laughs> get a puppy. Or they would, like, you'd come, they'd come in with puppy, some, like, big ass, like, husky mix or whatever. And you ask how old it is and they'd say six weeks. And I'm like, no, what? you mean six months and they're like, No, six weeks. And I'm like, I can tell you you mean six months. Your dog has adult teeth. <laughs> like Your dog has adult teeth. So I think sometimes people just don't know how old their dogs are. Yeah,
1: I do think that like the all the playtimes we hosted did like give me anxiety about dog parks, which is probably why I don't go.
0: Well, Puppy Playtime had its fair share of um you know scuffles and kerfuffles and all that but like it was far less likely for um shit to really break out in a room of puppies than it is in a room of adult dogs i mean you saw the experience of puppy playtime and i don't know like obviously none of this is like i didn't log it but i would just say that my personal experiences were that around six month six months old puppies um in puppy playtime would get shitty Like they would play too rough for the itty bitty babies and they wouldn't like have good boundaries or anything like that. So that's why we always had to kick them out at six months old. And people were always afraid of sending their puppies to, to the dog park instead, which is why I was trying to get people to make puppy friends. But six months and under, it was super easy to, to socialize the puppies and let them play. As soon as they started to approach that five, six month mark, it was a lot more likely there would be, um, resource guarding or fun policing or all Mm -hmm. of those things that make dog parks so tricky. Um, I think puppies are just kind of aloof and forgiving in that way. And then as they hit maturity, they yeah. start to worry about those sorts of things.
1: Yeah, it's true. I remember, like, multiple times, like, having to be like, hey, didn't your dog – because how old were they allowed to be there until?
0: Six months or f- okay. five months, but we, we always I remember it to being
1: six. like, hey, isn't so-and-so six months old now? Didn't you graduate this class? And they were like, oh, like – they just liked that it was a free. Thing. We, yeah,
0: it was yeah. free. Yeah, we should. We had to actually um, start by the time the la- when I finally left that company, for good. Um, we had login sheets where the first time they came, they wrote down the dog's age and the date it was born because we had Ooh. such an issue with people um, telling us their dog was. Still six months old when it was actually nine months old, and it's like you're taking a free seat from a puppy who needs the socialization. Go go somewhere else, make a friend, or go to the dog park. Jesus Christ, get out get out of my free seats. This service was free. (laughs) The the service was free because we were trying to put more socialized dogs into the world, not so you had a you know, an easy place to come. Let your ten month old Chihuahua snap at any other dog that walks past it. Yep, that was I shouldn't have maligned Chihuahuas there. Not all Chihuahuas are like that. How dare you do you want to add anything
1: um no I just want to you know we would love to hear from you guys if you guys have had any dog park horror stories we'd love to hear about them
0: yeah I mean absolutely if you want to um, share us your dog park stories good or bad if you want to defend if you want to defend dog parks go ahead yeah let's hear
1: it you can email us at triple f dogcast at gmail.com
0: that's right happy belated birthday thanks happy engagement thanks and tell sherlock that i hope he feels better soon yeah he's like passed out here now all right i'll see you the next time i'll see you the next time we record hi baby Uh, we're we're done so you can you. yeah you want to come say hi let's see her just come talk to her hi hi congratulations
1: thank you happy belated birthday Mm mm-hmm Thank you. I'll give you guys a free pass for not wishing me a happy birthday yeah. on the day, but you know, it's okay. I'll let it slide this time.
0: <laughs> and also, um, now forever, we will know it's both your birthday and the anniversary of our engagement. Mm-hmm. So now you're extra special important to us in that way. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. I did that That's for true. you, Audrey.
1: Yeah, it was really just to commemorate me.
0: Yeah, it was all about you. That was that was the was, whole weekend. In the end, it's
1: really all about me. So. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and
0: Instagram at Triple F Dodcast. You can email us questions at Triple F at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. Beautiful. You didn't say, we had to say bye. I, you know what? It was improv. It
1: wasn't in the script.
0: <laughs> Sorry.